Hi, I'm Daniel Stoll, and I'd like to welcome you to the Come Follow With Me podcast. This podcast is a weekly discussion of the topics in the Come Follow Me curriculum, as we seek to study the scriptures and learn more about our Savior, Jesus Christ. I invite you to come follow with me as we seek to live in the way that he did. Hey guys, welcome back to Come Follow With Me. Today is Tuesday, day three of our special Easter week, and I have a lot to share. There's some really cool messages because today Jesus just starts preaching to the people. And these are his last, today and tomorrow are his last kind of preaching sessions or like the sessions where he was going around and teaching all the people before his resurrection and crucifixion. Um, So some of the interesting things I just wanted to pick out because he does multiple chapters of teaching in Matthew, but verse 19 says, and when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only and said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee henceforthward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how soon is the fig tree withered away? So pretty much what this story is, is um, Jesus is walking and then he passes this tree and the tree has no fruit on it. And then, I mean, you can probably infer most of this, but he's like, okay, this tree is not going to bear fruit ever again. And then it just kind of shrivels up and dies. And then all of the disciples are like, wow. And, you know, sometimes I wonder how they're always amazed after seeing so many miracles, but then... Whenever we see miracles in our life, no matter how consistently it may be, I know I'm always amazed. So I guess I can only assume that seeing the power of God manifest in such a way on a daily basis must just be a miraculous life and a miraculous thing to see every day, something that just keeps continuing to astonish you. And so Jesus goes and he takes a moment to teach the apostles and he says, well, I mean, this is great power and this is amazing, but you can have this too. I mean, you have priesthood power and if you pray and if you're, um, you truly need it and desire it, then it'll be given unto you. He says in verse 22, in all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. And then when it says ask, um, the footnote leads us to 3 Nephi 18.20, and it says, And whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, which is right, believing that ye shall receive, behold, it shall be given unto you. So just a quick clarification there that, no, unfortunately, we cannot have whatever we want. I can't ask for a Lamborghini for Christmas and have it magically show up on my doorstep. But when we ask for things that we truly desire, which are right for us to have, and are in... Um, coexistence with God's plan, then we will receive them, or at least we can receive them, so long as we truly desire them and pray and ask with love and appreciation. And the disciples, after Jesus tells them this, they're like, by what authority dost thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? So they're saying, like, how can you do this? And I almost wonder how they haven't gone over this already because they've gotten the priesthood. But um, 
I guess it just must be a continual learning process because that's what it is in life. We always seem to forget things. And Jesus says, I will, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I and the likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. So he says, I'll tell you if you can answer my question. And he says, the baptism of John, whence was it from heaven or of men? And so he's like, okay, did the, is baptism like this great miracle? Is it from the power of heaven or the power of man? And then the disciples talk among themselves and they're like, well, if we say it's from heaven, he will say, why didn't you believe it then? And then if we say it's a man, he's going to chastise us for fearing men more than we fear God. And so they're just kind of like, um, we can't tell you which one it comes from. And Jesus, knowing their dilemma and their kind of quick remembering that God is the source of all truth and light and power, um, he kind of, I imagine he's probably chuckling to them himself. And he's just like, well, guess I can't tell you where the authority comes from then. Um, just another quick example of how Jesus will just be, Jesus teaches us so much in such a short amount of time, instead of going through a whole lesson, he can just say, like, ask these apostles a single question and then have the introspection, um, kind of lead them to their own conclusion. And it's just like his ministry. It was only for three years. And then there's some people that are on the earth right now that have been preaching and teaching, hundred years if they're alive that long I mean that's that's a really long time to live but like that's kind of the max that really like anybody could have taught for and even then none of those people are going to have nearly as much of an impact on society as Jesus does so just quick lesson on remembering that he is the best teacher that has ever come anyway so moving on um so Jesus shares several different parables and different things, and he shares the parable of the man that had two sons. And um, it says, so a certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, son, go, to, go work today in my vineyard. And the son answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented, and he went and worked in the vineyard. And the dad came to the second son, and he said the same thing. He said, go work in my vineyard today. And his son answered and said, I will go. And, but then he didn't go. And um, Jesus kind of teaches us just the importance of sticking to our commitments and then realizing that we can judge people all we want for not necessarily being as faithful or like, not wanting to follow commandments is as good as we are or things like that. Because I know sometimes as much as we try not to, it always happens. We always end up judging, but then he's kind of giving us the humble reminder that, well, if you're promising all these things, but you're not really actually doing any of them or you're glorifying me with your mouths, but not with your hearts, then it means nothing. And the people that are repenting and coming back to me are doing better than you are. That's kind of the point of all his teachings in this lesson is um, he's talking to, we're about to get into this, but he talks to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and 
he's like, you guys are drawing close to me with your mouths, but not with your hearts. And really the key today is just remembering that we need to not just um, be saying we love Jesus and we not we need to make more than just an outward effort we need to be con- like wholly committed to him and to his gospel so Matthew chapter 22 um, just want to touch on one verse he's Jesus is sharing a parable and it's verse 14 many are called but few are chosen it's just that principle again of um, like so many people are called and everybody's called to come back to the celestial kingdom. And then so many people are like, yes, we're going to do this. This is awesome. I love Jesus. And they say all those things and they've all been called, but only the ones who are truly devoting their lives and their whole selves to the truth will be the ones that are chosen in the end to serve the greatest purposes and to have the most happiness. And then Matthew 23. I'm um, not going to read any verses in here, but there's a whole lot of just Jesus reminding the Sadducees and Pharisees that if you guys aren't doing what's right, and if you guys are going against me and all of these um, different things, like you're going to be telling me that what I'm doing is wrong and you're trying to trip up my words, then he just kind of tries to teach them a little like, if you guys don't stop, you're going to hell. And that's really his message. It's it's a sad, unfortunate message, but it is his message. And um, then he's trying to teach people as he does so, like, don't be like them. Don't just draw onto me and uh, be one of those people that profess your love for me, but then never do anything. I was reading a book a little while ago, and they were talking about how sometimes... Um, there was a man, or not sometimes, sorry, there was a man, and he saw his pastor after his pastor had been out of town, and he said, Pastor, my house was destroyed in a storm, and then the pastor was like, well, um, though, if you're sinning, then you're not doing, if you're sinning and you're not doing good, then things like that happen, and you need to correct your life, and the man says, but pastor, your house was destroyed in the storm, too. And then suddenly the pastor is just kind of like, the ways of God are mysterious and we will never understand them because this pastor it just isn't willing to accept that um, his what he thinks is right isn't always right and he's not being humble enough. So that's just the key today is remember to be humble and to have your full heart devoted to Jesus Christ in your whole life not just the words you say and not just the outward expression. So my challenge to you is go live your life and devote yourself to Christ with all of it. Have a great day, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Come Follow With Me podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening and that my words have given you some spiritual nourishment. Come back next week for more Um, learning about the scriptures and next week's Come Follow Me lesson. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments. I really appreciate any help and tips you can give me, and I just hope that I've helped you guys in your personal study. Thanks so much.